From the desk of the Seattle Times. A Seattle Times editorial writer engaged in Twitter recently in a way that is inconsistent with our company values and those of our family ownership. Effective immediately, he is no longer employed by the Seattle Times. While we passionately believe in creating lively discourse through a variety of viewpoints, we do so with respect and appreciation for all communities. We apologize for any pain we have caused our readers, our employees, and the community. Holocaust denier, Seattle Times columnist, we hardly knew you. We've been paid so many episodes. <laughs> this is a big blow for our bottom line. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mechanical Freak Podcast, where we're talking neoliberalism yesterday, today, and tomorrow, maybe. Mm. <laughs> Me and Greg are in Seattle, in Washington State, the Big Apple. Munya, <laughs> you're hanging out in the Little Apple, the Brooklyn, Little New York. Apple, baby. <laughs> How's Let's it going? Go. Underrated. I'm hey. good, man. Good, good. How are you? Good. I mean, you know, I was sad to hear all, live on air about uh, the fate of our new favorite Seattle Times columnist, David uh, Velotsko. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> Who cares? Don't need to know it anymore, apparently. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, David. <laughs> a man uh, for a very short season. Yeah. Well, and uh, he wrote an electrifying and... Uh, you know, really got people talking column for his first column for the Seattle Times editorial board uh, is a little too hot, a little too hot to handle. But we'll be covering that later, guys. We're going to be talking about that column. So everybody stay tuned. But uh, Munya, you posted this Business Insider article. And honestly, I feel like the headline is enough right here. And uh, maybe David's feeling this way right now, too. <laughs> people have the least amount of money on hand since the start of the pandemic. And boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have the soundboard working? Mission accomplished. Like, ring some bells, like uh, some some of those like New Year's noisemakers. Uh, okay, that's not appropriate. I don't think that's how they celebrate at the New York Stock Exchange. But uh, yeah, can we have can we ding, 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 someone ding. ringing the bell? You know, ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. Oh man, I guess the translation: labor has been disciplined. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was has interesting. Come down on the bottom of labor. <laughs> Trust me, my butt feels bare and red right now. Oof, so, oof, um, mine I, too, I agree. Dude. Mine too, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess mission accomplished. Uh, you can put Biden on an aircraft carrier now. <laughs> mission accomplished. Uh, now, I will say, bad news for some. But, uh, you know, Munya, you'd also said us this uh, Wall Street bets. Uh, great for them, right? You know, Jay Powell got us that soft landing. We all wanted. Jay Powell got that soft landing. He got that dog in him. Uh, <laughs> he will be remembered as a hero, according to them, who crushed inflation and st- saved the stock market. Well, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like the classic... My life is like the classic justification of like why, you know, why cause a recession to deal with inflation? And it's like, well, you know, uh, everyone 
suffers from inflation, but only a few will suffer from a recession. And it's like, yeah, I've, <laughs> I basically haven't worked since October. Uh, I've maybe worked like, I don't know, 10 days since October, which honestly, I've been having a great time. Uh, it's, I've been, I've been enjoying my life. I've been working on some important, like, you know, uh, growth and like personal projects. I've got things in the works. Uh, I've been, you know, expanding like my horizons. Bloodletting. Uh, that yeah bloodletting uh, a lot of bloodletting coming up but medieval medicine in the works is because last year i actually had like an incredibly good year like i wasn't broke at the start of this you were on your grind bro plus plus i actually had a really good unemployment like claim this year um and mm-hmm. i've been <laughs> you know so i've been you know i've been looking for work uh and but there hasn't been any so i've been like cal- bringing in that bread and true to this is true to my life. Like, look, I've said it before, guys, I'm not a hustler. Like I am, I've never been on my grind in that, in my life. What happened last year, Munya was that work just kept on falling into my lap through no effort at all on my part. (laughs) And you're just like, all right, sure. I I just said (laughs) yes, you know, which is all I've ever done in my life. So, like some people like they can't deal with the stress of that. They've always got to be finding work. And it's like, then they, you know, me, I eventually get to this point where like, I'm going to be broke. I've been kind of getting stressed out the last couple of weeks because like, I'm looking at the the calendar and like my unemployment claim is going to run out in a couple of weeks. Uh, I've got very little left in there. Now, on the upside, I'm like, okay, I am definitely collecting my entire claim this year, which I mean, that's always a win. Okay. Like yeah, by yeah. the end of this this year, I will have collected every cent out of that Cash claim. Out. Which I'll be listening, David. <laughs> important. Important. But the the bittersweet news is that on the eve of my unemployment running out, I seem to have work coming in. I start a job, like a actually really good job on saturday that's gonna be like over a week long like non-stop no days off like eight days of work or something and then i get a less good but off and on here and there job for like two months after that theoretically if it pans out um maybe there'll be some full-time weeks in there maybe i'll have some down weeks but like right on the eve right so it's just like is it the luck of the irish is it like just believe it like the like believing yourself as like a shiftless bum, you know, that like it'll all just work out, not getting stressed about being an unemployed loser. And like if you just allow things to not come to you or come to you, eventually both will happen. And at exactly the right time. I mm. needed I needed a sabbatical, like an eight month sabbatical to like move on to like some new things in my life. And now I need the work again. And here it is. I, I kind of like this new philosophy because I always thought allow things to come to you. You know, it just never felt like enough. So I think adding that, that, that code at the end, allow things to come to you or not come to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. allow them to come to you or not come to you. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's all fine. <laughs> just don't worry about it. That's enlightening. <laughs> yeah. That's my new well, side project. I, I'm becoming a guru. 
a guru for shiftless slackers <laughs> and then fucking be a loser good one, Greg, Honestly, I mean, that's kind of like the role on the podcast a little if, bit. If, if, if not that, yeah. If not being a guru, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we all know that Greg's real job is selling supplements on YouTube, his true calling. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but everyone taking their fish oil, huh? <laughs> yeah. Omega well, 3, baby. Well, there was a, a big uh, Times editorial uh, endorsement that just dropped and maybe has something a little to do with Greg's new job. Um, a campaign is heating up. I'm sure they're looking for people to hire. Maybe they've just hired one. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Greg, uh, what, what do you got for us? Well, guys, you know, it's it's that time we've been threatening. I mean, we did dip our toes into the Seattle Council City Council race Uh at least once uh, when we talked about the Pronto Pup, like boiled dough lady with the, the shitty restaurants that she's butthurt, don't make enough money for her. Um, Olga Sagan running uh, for the seventh, which is the district that I live in. And, you know, she sucks. And I, I think our takeaway from that was like, uh, what are you doing uh, just because like the, you know, the Seattle Times used you as a mouthpiece several times. Doesn't mean anyone thinks you're capable of anything at all beyond like regurgitating talking points back to the Times. And sure enough, um, she has no love. All the endorsements are out now. So now maybe is the time that we really start talking Seattle politics again. And you know what? Why not stick with District 7? Now, I think our other takeaway was that like, the incumbent, Andrew Lewis, the dork who I went to college with, uh, who I see biking down <laughs> Nickerson all the time. Fucking loser. Um, <laughs> is a guy who still uh, wouldn't accept my challenge in playing Civ 6 uh, to see if who would actually get the city council seat, me or he's, him. Yeah, he's got time. Those Damn. council meetings Coward. are long, dude. They, they just go mm-hmm. on and on. Um, yeah. like I think our takeaway was, right, like he is like a he's a very good answer for the Seattle times crowd. You know, the, those interests, the real estate people like he's perfectly fine. He threatens uh, nothing that they want. He's for plenty that they want and yet gets to maintain some, uh, some kind of like, he's got that, that baby face still. And like, gets to pretend he's like i guess again he gets to pretend this time that he is the most radical leftist in the race because that's i think actually true because because he uh, runs against like former chief of police and like <laughs> now this person yeah exactly. you know like i <laughs> like, mean his opponents are fucking freaks all the time exactly the seventh is you know, like it's Queen Anne and downtown and like Magnolia. Well, not Magnolia anymore. It Magnolia oh, is now District Six now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been so long. I'm old school. Is is Belltown still in District Seven? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, no, Belltown yeah. actually went into the ocean. Man. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. oh, damn. Well, I'm glad I got out of there. The, uh, water glad I'm out. Revitalization. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Down with the viaduct. Down they, with Belltown in general. They regraded it again. You know, it used to be Danny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> then it was then right it was the, water. the Denny Regrade, aka Belltown. And then they're like, nope, lower, lower, below sea level. <laughs> below sea level. <laughs> so 
Um, the thing is, like, so uh, Lewis got the Stranger endorsement again um, because, like, what the fuck else are they going to do? And, uh, you know, that's not to let them off the hook. I mean, I'll just read, like, a paragraph here or two. We begrudgingly endorsed Andrew J. Lewis in 2019, and now it is with a heavy heart that the uh, Stranger Election Control Board endorses him once again. He's not all bad. He substantially lowered the cost of building permanent supportive housing. I mean, if that's the best thing you can come up with, like, that's (laughs) such a, like, tortured, like, you know, like, I get it. Maybe that's a good thing they're referring to offhand here, but, like, that it's like a thing that's still not going to happen, you know? So what do I care that like theoretically some bill they passed lowers the cost of it. Um, he secured money for the less cruel approach to sweeps. I mean, like (laughs) (laughs) what a win. There's a, there's a communication problem there somewhere, including possibly on the part of the stranger. Cause like anything that I would call a sweep, like refer to, which is a pejorative, you know, term for what the city and lots of others do to people who are living on the street to shuffle them along and what the stranger would call in print a sweep. I I don't, I don't care that like securing money for the less cruel version of it is securing money for sweeps with like some kind of like, uh, like rainbow wash on it, you know, like we're doing well, nice I, I, flower, pretty flowers and whatever. What, you what know? is that? What is that tightrope though? Cause if you say, I think you're ready for the less cruel version. You're still saying like, oh, no, I, I put money towards cruelly sweeping the homeless, but less cruel than it could have been or more, you know, like, right. so it's like, like, this is who, the, he's who not are you bad. winning on this one? Yeah, the freaks are mad that it wasn't cruel enough. And the other people are like, wow, that seems mean to do to homeless people. <laughs> who are you winning? It seems perfectly calibrated to please nobody. But, but that's but that's. That's how you win in Seattle, Brian. I this the might be yeah. the one. This is the neoliberal hellmouth, man. It's like the one place in the fucking country where like idiotic centrism for its own sake, like may, maybe actually plays, you know? I don't know. Because that's <laughs> what he's that's the place he's working out here. Um and he supported the payroll tax on big business. Okay, that's like a concrete thing. Uh he also rides a bike downtown. I, I don't care, which is important to people who think politicians should lead by example when it comes to bikes. OK, I mean, that's kind of funny um, that at least I, I get that they're being facetious here. But like, you know, I I don't think you. But ultimately, they do want you to vote for him. OK, because yeah, yeah. he is he is probably the the least psycho in the race, right? We'll get to that. So uh, one more paragraph here, but he could really use a stronger spine. I mean, that is true. That isn't necessarily where I'd start with him. He sponsored a bill that gave gig workers a minimum wage, and then he supported an amendment to leave a bunch of workers out. He watered down the winter eviction moratorium. He backpedaled support for defunding the police. I mean, some pretty tepid support to begin with. Uh, and he initially yeah, sided he with ever? council member Sarah Nelson know. on a petty amendment to raise the $10 rental late fee cap uh, to $50. Is, uh, okay, so that's the stranger's endorsement. Like, I get they're, you know, they're walking like whatever line. Now, from the dork, uh, the baby-faced loser with no spine, with no values, uh, just an, a 
careerist, like straight on a path to politics from the day he got out of high school loser, Andrew Lewis. I want to introduce you to someone who has just uh, picked up the Seattle Times endorsement for District 7. And more important than that, I've been seeing his uh, posters, what do you call signs around the neighborhood here in Queen Anne. Mm -hmm. And fellas, I like the cut of Bob Kettle's jib. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Which I mean... He has anchors on his on his signage, his logos. All it all has anchors on it. He's not a close fuck, dude. I'm voting for him. Looking at his photo, he the the headshot he has for the Seattle Times. I mean, the the waters in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a sunset going. I mean, he looks like a friendly boat captain. He's also it's just a headshot that's like well photographed. He's not posing in on like a street like. Like like yeah. he's doing something or something like like these like these younger guys feel like they have to do this to look serious. You know, this is just like <laughs> a bald middle aged man who's like had real jobs, <laughs> not just like, uh, you know, pol- like political and government flack jobs out of law school and then a, a quick run for uh, city council at <laughs> 33, you know. OK. Uh, get get ready with the, to get... with the uh, navy navy blazer and um and button up without a tie too. Really like kind of like classic uh dad who hates his job but still goes there anyway type look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I you're picking up the right vibe, I think. So this is from the Seattle Times Ed Board. We're gonna get to know Bob Kettle. Seattle Times editorial board recommends Bob Kettle for Seattle City Council District Seven. Seattle voters have every reason to feel whiplashed these past four years. <laughs> as, as nothing in the city has changed in any way. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, C- Seattle voters who like are who read the Seattle Times op-ed page and like Twitter, I guess, like feel whiplashed by. I I I mean, I guess. You know, 2020 was in the in the term of the current city council. (laughs) So is the whiplash like we had the status quo of Seattle for the past 30 years? And then for three brief months, we thought things might change even the slightest bit. But luckily, we found out. No, they won't actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, we were whiplash in that. Seattle was rear-ended on the highway, and it hurt, <laughs> and then we just kept on driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, the car still works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, perhaps no council member has veered from one position to the next as often and as dramatically as Andrew Lewis, who represents District 7, They're downtown so Manhattan, and parts They're of Magnolia. They're so mad about that drug vote. Oh, my God, oh, yeah. they so mad about that. Like that's that's the only thing they could possibly be talking about. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you want, it's like like the stranger has him flipping on plenty of stuff. Like, yes, there's look, there's plenty of stuff they could decide to get angry at Andrew Lewis for. I think it's still true that he is a perfect person for the fucking chamber crowd like to have in there. He's not a problem for them. The drug vote. Yeah, they're maybe irrationally mad about that, I guess. But like what? like. It was, it's not his fucking fault. He wanted, yeah. he wanted, he was desperate. 
He was he yeah. did flip flop on that too. He was desperate to pass the fucking drug law, but it was so fucking stupid and incompetent yeah. from top to bottom from the insane uh shithead Republican prosecutor we have to the fucking moron conservatives uh on the council like Sarah Nelson and Alex Peterson who just fumbled the fucking bag yeah. on something that was fundamentally stupid this thing yeah. that the city has no interest in doing and taking on an enormous new uh court responsibility that the county already does for yeah. the city it's in it's an insane thing that so here they're using it in here but i think they have to know this they have to understand that that was garbage yeah so i think they've just made the choice that even though Andrew Lewis, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets reelected and they probably figure that and also know like he's as good as they're could really hope for. He's kind of perfect for the for the chambers type interests. But like you got to discipline him, you know, so you can't endorse yeah. him. Yeah, because he is the leftmost candidate in the District 7 race. If you want to put it on like <laughs> an absurd <laughs> spectrum, like so he just has to be he has, just has to be disciplined you know that's all you so gotta they, put the so pressure on someone him. Yeah, yeah that's all yeah i mean ironically given that the the whole reason he football was because city and county court officials basically were telling him like we literally there's no capacity to do what you're talking about you would have to create all sorts of new funding and things like that in order to do this uh i mean he's exactly what they want. Like his football on that was what they needed. Like whether they wanted it or not, yes. like he, he gave them the medicine. But they get they to needed, pretend. Right. And like, yeah. yeah. But now we can pretend. Yeah. Yeah. They get to pretend they get to use it as a cultural political, you know, football here yeah. on like, Oh, he, he's not, he doesn't <laughs> want to throw all the, the, the burnouts and, and junkies and, yeah. and bums in, into like the Soylent green machine. <laughs> you know whatever it's all bullshit but they just get to make that choice you know yeah uh it is difficult for the city council to develop and pass cohesive policy in the best of circumstances with lewis on the dais it's never the best of circumstances damn he's wow. feeling that whiplash uh in his place <laughs> voters should choose bob kettle member of the West Precinct Advisory Council and former U.S. Navy officer. I told you he's not. He does have a naval tradition. Yeah. Yep. Well, he exudes it. I gotta say. Yeah. You picked that up. Clocked that shit. Amazing. Uh, most recently, <laughs> Lewis was the swing vote that killed an ordinance that would have uh, conformed Seattle Municipal Code with state law prohibiting drug use and emphasizing treatment and diversion. Yeah, I mean that. Times that's where we're such babies. Jesus Christ, shut up. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, they get to, they get to use it. Like they get yeah. it's this perfect yeah. thing. Like this battle. Yeah. Because real, this is what we talked about when they tried to do it. Is that for someone like Ann Davison, it uh, is also just a political football, right? Whether it mm -hmm. fails to pass, in which case now she has the city council to go like, ah, I, I, my hands are tied. I can't actually prosecute all these people. I tried. So when 
nothing in Seattle changes in terms of like the visible poverty that nauseates all the homeowners and, and small business people and chamber people in town. She can be like, well, you see, you remember the Seattle times keeps reminding you, Oh, I tried to have the law conform with the, you know, municipal code conform with state law to uh, be able to arrest people and, you know, uh, get people treatment and housing. Uh, but uh, look, uh, Andrew Lewis and whoever else, you know, Shama Sawant. And, but, and if it had passed, it was also political. It was also yeah. not going to work. So the next barrier would be, Oh, we don't, they're not giving us the funding or like the courts. We need yep. 10,000 more judges and we need to build, <laughs> uh, we need to level several city blocks to make more uh, city jail space, you know, like, and on and on and on. It's meant to not work. It's all just bullshit, yeah, yeah. you know? But yeah, it's, but now it's a target on Lewis, which good. <laughs> uh, earlier, Lewis told the times he intended to approve the measure. In fact, that was his plan until the very last moment. Quote, I made a call to shake up this entire discussion. Unquote. He told the editorial board, noting that he was concerned about a possible lack of enforcement. That's a crazy quote. That's a mm -hmm. fucking bullshit quote to put in. Like he had, like you said, there were serious actual reservations about yeah, this, yeah. but they don't want to like tell you why he did it. There's like some offhand remark he made. He's like, yeah, look, I made a call. Uh, to shake up this entire discussion because of, you know, probably said like, actually, you know, the next set, like words out of his mouth are probably the actual like substantive reasons. Here I am defending fucking Andrew Lewis that fucking. <laughs> um, Lewis's vote and the demise of the ordinance continues to reverberate. Mayor Bruce Harrell. <laughs> oh my God. A work group to come up with consensus and resubmit drug use legislation in the next few weeks. Not a work group. no, <laughs> in i mean i wonder what they're gonna come up with it's not gonna be something that <gasps> requires the municipal court to deal with this shit i'll tell you that like yeah so it's not gonna you know it's gonna well they're gonna somehow come out and still say we're we're doing something that conforms the municipal code with state law but it isn't gonna but that's gonna mean something completely different than what they were proposing before which is oh, to yeah. duplicate the law you know and the uh and the jurisdiction in April, Lewis voted on a bill to cap late rent fees in committee and then changed his mind on the final vote, meaning uh, they don't say how he voted. Uh, hmm. He voted for an amendment to the bill that was Sarah Nelson's to raise it to $50 from 10 as the cap. Yeah. And then in the end, he 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 uh, didn't support that when it came to the. Uh, when that hmm. amendment got shot down by everybody else. Um, and of course, Lewis expressed full throated support for defunding the police in 2020, only to reverse course again, along with every yeah. single other Democratic city politician in Seattle and the entire country. You know, I mean, yeah, to yeah. the ex or half of them said something to the effect of like, yeah, maybe we should, you know, relook at well, that the police is, budget, you know. That's one of those things. If you believed Andrew on that, that's on you. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, if you actually thought that he meant that, then um, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was very it's, clear during 2020 that he was not about it the entire time, right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. it, if you had any, if you were even just like tapped into the media, like, and you didn't even have to be organizing or engaging in 
you know, city hall discussion to see that he was the main barrier to, you know, getting through for a majority vote, right? Like yeah. he resisted at every single turn. Um, yeah. He like even refused to like show up to, you know, the protest when the police were blocking the East precinct um, until, until he did and then got tear gassed uh, and still, you know, didn't really waver on, on it at all. Right. Like, I mean, like he was very clearly like the kind of the one that was like hardest to shake. And um, you know, you, you could pick that up immediately. It wasn't, it wasn't a secret and he wasn't tricking anyone, you know, he didn't want to trick anyone. He was, he was a very much like a stonewall in that way. Yeah, I mean, this is the classic thing that is in like all these idiot online fights too about all oh, they defunded the police or whatever. It's like, well, show me when that happened, right? And I mean, the the article the Times links to here is like majority of you know Seattle Council pledges to defund the police. It's like, okay, what happened though? You're a newspaper. What happened? Yeah, did they do it? No. Did they take a single affirmative step to do it? No. Did anybody do anything other than give a soundbite? Yeah, in, no, a moment, like, in a moment, yeah. yeah, in a brief to moment, calm people down. They gave a soundbite. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. in like, a brief moment yeah. when the precinct in Minneapolis was burned down and like shit was popping off here, uh, certain cohorts of Democratic city politicians felt like they had to say, "Okay, yeah, maybe we'll, we should uh, re- reevaluate uh, how much you know where we distribute public safety funds," you know, and like because they they were worried that that was where the wind was blowing, you know? Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, so yeah. it was never, never heard of again, except to, to, you know, bring this up uh, in this, uh, in this way. Now he chastises his council colleagues for cutting police positions in last year's budget, which he termed stealth defunding the police. Sounds like he's on your side. So I don't know what the fuck you're complaining about. Yeah. Yeah. Also another budget, another jobs were cut. They were moved to a different department. Jesus Christ ridiculous Fuck out of here lewis has some good ideas about supporting more tiny home villages and setting up a civilian alternative to police for non-emergency calls but his but but i get but but keep the police budget the same right <laughs> yeah yeah take them off the let's let's build an alternative to non for non-emergency calls which is all of them basically uh but keep yeah, yeah but but the, the pol- police department needs more money uh-huh uh but his inconsistency is just too much for voters to bear. They've got, I mean, that's so weak. That's such weak bullshit. The, the, the flip-flopper shit, like, it's, yeah. a, it's, pro, it's, it's process nonsense. Shut the fuck up. I mean, he is a spineless dork, but, like, they've got his mm. number, but still. like They should at they, least have balls and just say, Andrew Lewis said this, then he did this, and then in the newspaper itself they should have a big picture of a flip-flop that says flip-flop on it and then they do the next one you know angela yeah. said this it did this and they should have a big picture of a flip-flop like if you're gonna do it do it you, you know? should be the headboard editor brian exactly i hear they got an opening on the headboard they should hire me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes you should be applying dude submit some of your your previous writing um uh it's a quote it's a great concern we've had too much back and forth unquote said kettle uh the the anchor man quote it goes to the idea of leadership 
I, mm, that is an interesting sentence, sir. Uh, you're not very good at speaking, are you? It goes to the idea of leadership. Well, it's, it's, like, no, it's noticeable we're more than halfway through the article before we actually get to Mr. Kettle here. <laughs> well, this is mostly about disciplining. This isn't a, this guy, I've yeah, never, he's nah. not going to be elected. This is about no, disciplining. No. Look, they were actually not that hard on Lewis. Like they didn't, they, when they, mm-hmm. the only real sort of real thing they brought up that might like spook people of their who are times readers that wasn't like a quibble you know was the defunding the police shit and in the same paragraph they're like but to be clear he has totally flip-flopped on that and we're really just you know and he's really now chastising like that was that was for him that was to I mean, reassure the po- voters the, the point that they're making is that it like it it's it gives us a headache when we don't know like <laughs> what direction he goes and it's just like oh like how dare you just like, you know, take us down this whirlwind. You do one thing and then do another thing. It's like, that's like the argument they're making. You say it's like the flip one thing flop. and ultimately do the thing we want. Do the thing we need. want. And it's like, yeah. we just don't know if you're actually going to do that thing. And you ultimately do it. Like, why not just <laughs> do it off the bat? Like, that's their gripe. It's like, he, they, they, he took route one to get to where they wanted to be instead of taking I-5. Like, that, that's, <laughs> that's basically the critique here. Right. Which is exactly <laughs> what they need him to do to really stay and on the council long term doing the things they want. They need him to take these circuitous routes, but they have to discipline him as well to keep him exactly in this place. And this is, you know, this is how it's done. So this is really about him. It's really about disciplining him, putting him on like putting him on edge, making him run farther to the right than he would otherwise. Which, I mean, whatever that means. And Kettle is just sort of a prop for that here, which is why we're only getting to him at the end. Kettle said he would have co-sponsored the drug use ordinance as part of his focus on public safety. And I guess when when the representatives of both court systems came and said, you fucking idiot, you moron, this is this <laughs> will never work. This you will look like a fucking idiot if you pass this and then you can't fund it. Um I guess he would have just like done it anyway because he's a he's a true soldier. Um, but that's that's exactly who you don't need, who the chamber and the Seattle Times don't need on the city council. He said he would yeah, blah, 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 blah. the drug use ordinance as part of his focus on public safety, public health, and homelessness. Quote: We cannot succeed in public safety if we don't also succeed in public health, behavioral health, and addiction. Unquote. He told the board. Quote. They are two sides of the same coin. We got a we got a real thinker here, guys. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I am voting for him because he has the anchor on his signs, and I hate Andrew Lewis. And who gives a shit? But this man is this man's pretty stupid. We cannot succeed in public safety. I, I mean, I hate to be like like a, a a word snob, but like Andrew Lewis knows how to speak. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, on the c- city budget, Kettle stresses accountability and transparency. What innovative campaign strategy, eh, guys? Accountability and transparency on the city budget. I look. Uh, you know, th- th- this is breaking new stuff. You know, this is 
This is hot off the wire, fresh new ideas. You know, definitely not just something uh, somebody pulled out of a political science textbook for, you know, fucking eighth graders, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited about this. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's so much, so much, so much good stuff to come. So much interesting uh, substantive debate to be had in this race, I'm sure. Before considering the city's tax structure, he wants to know whether City Hall is facing a deficit or has a spending problem. Maybe city budgets are kind of like home budgets. <laughs> you know, have you ever thought about that? Like your budget at home at the kitchen table? Think about that? <clears throat> Damn. So I think what they're saying is here, we asked him about the city's tax structure, and he said, I don't have an answer for that. But also, that's because I don't know whether the city runs a deficit every year. <laughs> I literally don't know. I like but this is what he says. Seems like a problem in his uh, uh, sort of knowledge of municipal politics. I must well, that's say that's the first thing he's uh, going like to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he's elected. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. Um, he wants to excited. know whether City Hall is facing a deficit or has a spending. Pr- he wants to know. So this is it's like oh, Olga Sagan had the same attitude. It's like I want to know what's going on in the city budget, which is why I should be elected so I can find out. <laughs> Yeah, we're literally adopting a like strategy you use for children where they're like, oh, I don't know how to do something. You're like, well, I'm a volunteer you to join a thing, you know, right? <laughs> to like learn how to do it, right? Um, we're just adopting this, but for adults now. Like, I don't understand like how what the budget restrictions are of non-federal entities inside the United States, right? So I'm going to become a city councilor and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to figure out, yeah, whether we can run a deficit or not. Can't do we have money printers? Can we do our own <laughs> currency? <laughs> like, you know, can we regulate trade between states with tariffs? <laughs> like, you know. Oh my god. So, They're all questions I'm asking. Yeah, everybody on the city council should have one of these questions that they need answered, you know. <laughs> uh okay, we're almost done here. Other candidates in the race, Isabel Kerner, a self-employed business owner, Aaron Marshall a Seattle police officer. Got to have one of those. Yep. Software engineer Wade Souders and bakery owner Olga Sagan all bring interesting perspectives. None matches the That's breadth of understanding. <laughs> this get the, None matches the breadth of understanding about the many challenges facing Seattle. Literally, the previous paragraph ended with, before considering the city's tax structure... He's unwilling to consider it at this point, meaning answer a question about it. He wants to know whether the city hall, whether city hall is facing a deficit or has a spending program. But according to the times, no one has his breadth of understanding on the many challenges. Well, as far as we could tell, every question they asked him, he was just like, you know, the city of Seattle is a land of contrast. (laughs) (laughs) And like, damn, you know, real. (laughs) Do you hear about Uh, this maze thing, guys? You're about this. Cattle knows. <laughs> Ask cattle. <laughs> well, that's our introduction to Bob Kettle, who I'm voting for based solely on the nautical theme of his signage, which I, I honestly, I think is going to win a lot of votes in this district, which is basically ringed by marinas. Yeah. Well, I will say, though, the Seattle Times did him no favors. This editorial presumably endorsing and promoting him should have been nothing but sea tales should yes. just be the story various tales from his ocean voyages oh, mm-hmm. oh well you notice Lost they only sea. 
They only yeah. quoted like two sentences. I mean, his interview with the Times was full of not only tales of the sea, but chanties of the sea. <laughs> exactly. What do you think his 2020 <laughs> hobby was? Huh? You don't you don't think that this guy that that round puffy face and that that beard, you don't think he was a sea chanty guy in 2020 during the pandemic on lockdown? That's what I'm saying, but that's that's the kind of thing that wins votes, you know. I mean, you want to talk leadership, show me his leadership, you know, on the merciless ocean, you know. What 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 would he do surrounded by sharks, you know? That's the kind of stuff I need to know. If he was on the USS Indianapolis, how would he have done it? You know, give me that. <laughs> uh, OK, well, you know, that's that's uh, that's very fun. We, we love that. We love that stuff. We love talking about the city council. It's so uh, fascinating. This race is going to be such a interesting and uplifting exercise in democracy. But, you know, if we want to talk about the real issues you got to head you got to head to Fremont guys you want to get down to the real the real debates the real controversies you got to get worked up and you got to <laughs> choose your paint color and you got to you got to get to the center of the fucking universe all right don't stop at the troll yeah exactly i mean uh here we we do the show about the city and we thought we we thought we knew things about it we thought we knew about all the contrasts in this land uh, but it turns out Fremont is holding a secret so electric, so explosive, divisive even, uh, that I, you know, can it even be contained? You know, luckily, all three of us, yes, got completely nude, as is the way in Fremont. <laughs> cover, cover <laughs> it's a requirement. A yeah, it went down to investigate uh, with our new friend, David Velasco. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, so nice to have new friends, man. Should we even <laughs> preface this? Like, I mean, okay, we we tease that he, you know, we're very sad that this he came into our lives so briefly. I had the biggest tweet I've had in years. I think I got like seven hundred likes out of this shit just saying uh, there there is a, a new dork in town and re- retweeting his <laughs> his article. That's it. That's it. Uh, and then. And then it blew up nationally because then people found his other tweets. But like, I don't know. He kind of just says it all. So, you know, it's hard to know where to start with this. Like, there's so much. Um, I really appreciated Charles Medede's, uh article after, I mean, after it had already, the shot had been heard around the world. I'd already gotten into a little, uh, you know, mocking him. Uh, he engaged with me for some reason. This, this is what Charles had to say. Uh, just a little excerpt here. He says, Mercy, mercy me. I can't make head or tail of Velazco's column or even the reasoning in his tweets. Velazco's recent comments about Hitler, Lenin, MLK, Cossacks, concentration camps, Fremont, Confederate statues, and what have you are not structured by a theory. And th- this is, uh, th- I-, I think his diagnosis is correct. Uh, Mudetes, you know, that that is what the the meat of his uh his post about it is uh, at the stranger uh which if you want to find it is called new seattle times columnist believes hitler wasn't as bad as you think um <laughs> and uh this was gosh this was so much this was a fun day like so 
we'll get into the article, but you know, of course, once the article started going around, um, someone went, you know, and found just his tweets from the last several days as he was thinking about the article or may- maybe once it had published, but I think actually before. And the one that probably is the thing that ultimately got him fired is this, though there was threads and threads of this kind of shit. Just try this on for size. In fact, while Hitler has, this is like, you know, part 18 of a, of a thread here. In fact, while Hitler has become the great symbol of evil in history books, he too was less evil than Lenin because Hitler only targeted people he personally believed were harmful to society, whereas Lenin targeted even those he himself did not believe were harmful in any way. Damn. Yeah. The analysis. I think, like, I think Mudedi's right that, like, this makes no sense, and that is, I think, one, like, very rational way to not engage with it is to say, like, this is gibberish, uh, and it, and that is the case. Like, his the article we're going to read is baffling. It's insane. And, you know, he's correct that he presents no coherent theory at any point during any mm. of this. <clears throat> On the other hand... It is also possible to read and project, like see, peek, peer through the veil of his like word salad, and project a a theory onto it, which is you can smell it a mile away. He's dancing around a very old, very classic kind of anti-communist, obsessive, Nazi flirtatious Holocaust denial. Yeah, and I think the key thing is that, yes, there's not a coherent theory, but there is a coherent plan and strategy. And uh, we had a term for that for pe- for certain types of Americans who like to deny other things, which is called the Dunning School, right? Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the new Dunning School, which is the, you know, at this point, you know, almost 80-year-long effort to rehabilitate the Nazis. And it's been going on for a while it has ebbs and flows and uh, our friend David, he's he's just doing the old gambit here of, oh, uh, you think this thing that we all agree is bad, Hitler. OK, but what if it wasn't as bad is this other thing that I actually don't like. Right. And it's essentially a shell game that they're playing, yeah. which is exactly what the Dunning School historians did with slavery and the Confederacy and things like that. You think the Confederacy and slavery were bad? What about I told you about carpetbaggers from the north? Does that change things? And also, by the way, slavery wasn't as bad as you thought it was. So think about that. So in that Mario Kart race, who's actually winning, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we know where you're going, buddy. And we the, know what this we know what the end goal is here. And you know? where you're going is the Civil War, hmm, iffy. The, the War of Northern Aggression, uh yeah. questionable. And you know, def <laughs> reconstruction, the attempt to actually liberate uh the people of the south uh, that that was bad that was definitely bad yep. it, it, well, yeah it, it, it hurt them it, it hurt yeah. uh black americans more than it helped them yeah right? exactly. like that, that, that's that's the path it goes down it's like and, it actually made a mistake and it made them worse and, off and i think his his comment when he jams his we'll talk about this together but when he jams his fist up his grandfather's ass and yeah. starts operating his grandfather <laughs> like a puppet right 
I think that that is exactly the comment he's making. He's like, you know, Nazism, sure, it's bad, it's bad. Look, it's bad, guys. I, I believe it's bad, but it's not as bad as it could have been. And in fact, <laughs> maybe better than the alternative, right? He, Which is where he's actually guiding you. And he right? presents it. He presents it in all these tweets and all these things as two unrelated things. He's like these two examples mm. from history of two mm -hmm. bad societies with bad governments that did bad things like they're not intimately, totally connected yeah. by history and purpose, which is like because there's the shell game because it's, it's the classic gambit of, you know, actually the Soviet Union was worse. Oh, did, interestingly, did you know that they actually fought a war, those two societies, the Nazis <laughs> and the Soviet Union? Did you know that actually um, the Nazis invaded the Soviet Union, that uh, the Holocaust was in large part done to the Soviet Union? Um, so if you think about it, they, they kind of had a point, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the point of the right wing German historians in the historic strike when they came out in the 80s and were like, uh, actually, Nazism is just a response to the Soviet Union. Correct. And, uh, you know, yeah, corrected its way. And they're like, oh, yeah. so like everything that was bad about it was actually good because, you know, the Soviet Union is the great evil or whatever. And so yeah. therefore, if you don't like the Soviet Union, you have to like the Nazis. And honestly, it turns out that's actually true. Yeah. And, and that's what liberals like over and over embrace again. That, a lot, even yeah. that today. <laughs> that analysis <laughs> is 100% yeah. correct because like <laughs> anti-communism is fascism always is always has been and i guess the question is which side are you on and yeah. uh yeah. that's that's the question that david bats around and answers sideways like 25 times throughout all his tweets and and the article but that's the that's the question and that's the answer it's which side are you on and he, you know this is this is the side i'm on uh so with a little further ado, let's get into the article on the Patreon. That's right. Uh, this episode, you know, gosh, we've already gone an hour. We better, we better, we better open that door and shuffle over to the other side of the paywall. So if you are listening on Patreon, hey, we're, we're going to read this article right now. If you want to hear us read this article and absolutely rip on this fucking dork, go ahead and uh, sign up and it'll be a, a you know, an hour into the episode or whatever. You get it. You, that makes sense, right? Okay, here we go. Five dollars a month. That's uh, it. Five very low cost. And you get all of our episodes. <laughs> it's not just this absolute roast. You get every single one of our Patreon episodes uh, included. So go over, subscribe, join our Discord. It's a good time. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> 